hey, let's work on your sales game a little bit. And um, here are three techniques or three more techniques that I hope that you'll find um, are useful uh, to apply to your to your sales career. So the first one is this, and, and I promise you it's not about goal setting. <laughs> I know if you hear another goal setting exercise, mantra, seance, um, look in the mirror 10 times and scream out Candyman. I, I know if you hear another one of those, you're just going to throw up all over the place. It's not a goal setting exercise, but it does have the word goal in it. And it, and it's it, the only thing I'm going to say is this, dude, if your goal is average, so will be your effort. Effort always follows the goal. And so, I mean, think about it. When you set a goal based on your averages, when you set a goal based on what you've always been doing, what you've always been making. Well, number one, it's not even a goal. It's just another push pin on your month. But, but if you're, if you're just basing it, it, your, your month based on what you've always been doing, dude, what kind of effort do you think that you're going to be given? Uh, what you've always given average effort is everything in sales, man. Shit. Effort is everything in everything. Effort is everything in life. And so where you set the bar, how high you set it, your effort's going to follow suit. And so, I mean, let's, let's pick the gym. For example, if you go into the gym and you never add any weight, if you ever add, uh, you don't do anything different. If you have no goal, then, then if you give no extra effort, then you're going to have that same saggy ass that you've always had. You're not going to get that J-Lo booty, man. <laughs> so if, if uh, uh, same thing with finances. If you're not setting some sort of discomfort goal in there to save a little bit or pay off a little more, then you're going to be where you always are. And you're not going to give much effort to that. Same thing in relationships. You ever think about that? What kind of goal do you have in your relationship? I mean, we all want a healthy relationship, but really, are you setting goals for that? Are you always are you moving that bar up, or are you the type of person that's that that sits on the couch eating Cheetos in your boxers, uh, watching CNN? I mean, dude, you got to have some goals. And so, uh, look at all the stagnant areas of your life. Look at all of them, and and the reason why it's average, it, it, average at best is because your goal is average and so is your effort if you have a goal at all so look if you want a bomb ass relationship if you want a big ass bank account if you want the land flowing with milk and honey kind of sales career man put some strain in your game and what i mean by that is some good strain okay set a goal set a goal number one that that you believe in that's a little bit higher than where you were before set the goal and then that and then your effort will 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 fall suit it'll follow that as as well now number one you got to believe in the goal itself but believe in something man that that puts that puts a little strain a little discomfort a little sweat a little clamminess in there in your day and then that that effort it's going to ratchet it up and you've got to constantly be tweaking this thing too because um, it, it's going to ebb and flow. So you may not set, you may not reach that goal. Well, just adjust, adjust and accomplish, adjust and accomplish. Sometimes your goals may be just for a week at a time. Sometimes you can do them for a little bit longer. It just depends on what you believe in. So if you're not one of those people that really is this long-term guy, I, I'm more of a, of a short-term goal setter, meaning for the week, I got to do this. That helps me. So if it's, if it's a, if it's a week, if it's two weeks, if it's a month, if it's a year, whatever works for you, but set a goal that puts some strain in your game. Okay, enough about that. The second one, 
one of my favorite programs I love to watch is on the Food Network, of course, because I love to eat. But one of my favorite shows I like to watch is uh, is Chopped. And and Chopped, if you haven't ever watched Chopped before, it's this. It's they they have three chefs that come on there, and they have this. Um, and and so uh, and the the chefs have to compete in these um, in, in a uh, appetizer entree and dessert round and so and so the the uh the uh producers bring out these this mystery box and the chefs have no idea what's inside this mystery box but when they reveal what's in these mystery box they're they're crazy ingredients so say for instance they'll open up the mystery box and say okay here's some candy corn uh a lobster and some pimento cheese and, and the chefs, it, with a pressure cooker of a time, in a, in a certain amount of time, they got to whip up something that's just restaurant quality for these judges to taste. And so they've got to dig. Look, they don't have time to go run for a cookbook or phone a friend or try to figure this out. And they can't serve up anything that's just uh, a, a blame, uh, a blame. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A bland. They're not. They, you, they can't serve up this bland uh, lobster and pimento cheese dish. That sounds terrible. But I'm just saying they've got to cook something that's world class. And the judges, that's what they want you to do. So they want you to push to the point where you're at the brink of disaster or just sheer genius on how you just put something together. And as you watch the show, you're like, how in the world did they even create that? And so right in the final seconds, those uh, those contestants, man, those chefs, they, they, they put something brilliant together. But if they don't make it, if you don't make it to the next round, the judges chop you. And here's here's what's pretty cool is I've yet to see an episode where one of the chefs who gets chopped walks off saying or walks off with regrets and they say, man, I should have done this. You can't, you, you can't, they, they, they push it to the envelope. They push it over the edge. Um, and they, they push it to the utter brink where they walk off and say, you know what? I did, I did all I could. And you know what? They're better for it. And that, this is, this is why I like, this is why I like sales, dude. I love sales because it's a lot like chopped. I mean, you have no idea what's coming out of the mystery box when you show up every single day. You don't know what's coming out of the mystery box with customers, with management, with uh, inventories, with servicing, with banks, with the economy. You have no idea with weather. You don't know. And that's what, what so intrigues me about this business because you're walking in and you've got to be able to do just like those chefs. Dude, you got to use your experience, your creativity, your instinct, your self-reliance to make utter magic happen. And to do that, man, you're, you're teetering on the edge of just disaster where you just, you're just going to lose it all. So it, it's, it's what you're doing is you got to transform the ingredients of customers' budgets, uh, the performance of, of how their product matches their needs, the, the style that your customer is looking for, coupled with worry and fear and resentment and happiness and hope and all of these ingredients, man, you got to whip that shit into a sale. Man, that's what I love about it. And will you get chopped? Will you get chopped as a salesperson? Yep. Most of the time, most of the time you're going to get chopped. But the very fact that you're willing to bring those boxes on, the very fact that you, you're willing to, to push the edges and get real creative when you're working with a customer itself, man, that's how you're going to get good. And you'll walk off, even if you get chopped, you walk off with so much more experience saying, I, I left nothing to chance. 
And that's how I want you to be in your sales career where you say, man, bring those boxes on. Do I know everything? No. Am I ready for anything? Yes. And that's how you have to be for your career. But the only way that you're going to get there is the reps. You got to bring those things on. You got to be at the point of where you feel stupid and embarrassed and, 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 and all kind of different things, all kind of different emotions. But you say, hey, let's do it. All right. So that's the second point. Third point, and I'll let you go on this one is, is the third point is this. Find your edges, man. And I'm not talking about in your hair. I'm talking about find your edges in your career. Melissa Dahl, D-A-H-L, I think is how you spell her name. But she just wrote a um, a book about awkwardness. And, um, you know, because we all have these awkward moments. And she wa- she writes about the finding your growing edge. And, and your growing edge is the line of where you, you hit that awkward moment. And it's that point of awkwardness where discomfort and your comfort zone meet. And so you, you, you all of a sudden get to this point and you say, Ooh, I'm going to back off. This is getting kind of awkward. And a lot of times it's when you're asking the customer for their business, or if it's asking the customer um, a few more times for their business or trying different ideas, or you don't think you have anything and then you got to go in there and ask for 5,000 down or, or whatever. It's, it's that point uh, of of uh, of interacting with your customer where you just want to where you just want to bail out but look don't when you feel that tinge of mayday when you feel that don't pull the ripcord man don't bail out that is exactly where you want to be that's your growing edge and the point being edge and growing okay that's the part where you're going to grow and so you found your edge you're exactly where you want to be and I trust me you're not going to die you're going to be okay you, you 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 may have some heart palpitations, but you're gonna you're gonna be okay, and you're gonna come to the other side of that if you stick with it, and you're gonna be better off too. So look, I know it's scary, but if you back away, then you're always gonna get what you've always gotten. And if you really want to grow, man, if you really want to explode on the other side, man, it's 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 finding your edges. It's 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 finding your edges at, at every chance you can. I remember this. I remember an interview with uh with with the artist Prince, and you know they were asking him basically you know how how he makes his music and stuff. He said he said I always find my edges, and he says um, I, I play, I perform, I write on my edges. And this is a this was a little bitty dude. I mean he was real small, but think about it. He came out in the eighties, really small guy, big old bouffant hair, platform shoes. Uh, satin, lace, and purple. And I mean, he was, people were looking at him like, what? And he transformed it. He revolutionized. That's why he was Prince in the Revolution. He revolutionized uh, and made a whole nother segment of, of, of music, something that nobody had ever heard of. And he coupled all from, from rock to, to jazz to R&B. He just, he, he put it all together. And so what he did is, though, I love what he said. He said, man, I, I, I find my edges every day. I play on my edges. And that's what you got to do. You got to find your edges where it's the point, like what I was talking about a second ago with Chopped, where, it, man, it feels like it's just going to go left and south and down and blow up at any second. But also, if you stay with it, you're going to run that razor thin line and you're going to explode to the other side of more creativity, more experience, and even more explosive sales as well. And that's where the greatness is at. So hopefully these uh, these help you. Hit me up, man. If you got any uh, suggestions or thoughts or comments, hit me at it. TheSalesLife1 at gmail.com. TheSalesLife and the number one 
at gmail.com. Um, that's all I got. Until next time, I'm Marsh Bice, and I'll see you out there on the blacktop. Thanks for tuning in, man.